and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Side to Side Sportscast, where it's your boys, Will, Woody, and CJ. As usual, we come to break it down from the court side, the ring side, the sidelines, and for those sports they play outdoors, we outside, we side to side, that's how we ride. And today we got a court size special representing Boston College as the 16th overall pick in the 2003 NBA draft. We got our boy side to side with us. It's Troy Bell on the side to side sportscast. What up, Troy? What's going on, fellas? Hey, man, what's going on? We're so happy to have you here with us today. Um, we th certainly thank you for your time. It's all yes, good, yes, man. Happy to be here. I appreciate right. it. I appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, you are someone who has lived the dream that many people aspire to live. You know, you were drafted into the NBA. So before that moment comes, there's a lot of hard work and a lot of grinding that goes into it. But before we talk about that, let's talk about you, man. Um, you know, what what are some of your favorite sports players out there right now in any sport uh, or teams? Um, you know, I'd say uh, definitely Steph, uh, Steph Curry. He, um, I, I don't know, man. He just, uh, I love his energy. Yeah. Um, obviously, we all love how he shoots the ball. I mean, it's unbelievable. There's, there hasn't been too many guys that can handle the ball the way he does and then just shoot off the dribble, especially from deep. Um, I love Kyrie. Um, I wish he wasn't going through all the things he was going through yeah. so he could display his talents out there. Um, I love LeBron. Um, I'm not going to say I love him more than like Mike, but um, but I love him. You know, we can't go there. LeBron, we can't go LeBron, there. Mike debate. No, I love, I love LeBron. I'm, 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 I hear LeBron. you. I'm just saying I'm not, you know, he's not over Mike to me. Right. But, um, but I just love all the stuff he does in the, um, you know, starting the school. I mean, he's, he's just, he's a hell of a dude. He's a hell of a dude, man. Um, trying to think who else on the basketball side. Let's, let's, let's just talk about this real quick because you just proved that it can be done right now. First, you as a point guard, some of your favorite players in the league happen to be point guards. So <laughs> makes sense. I, I would say that's not a coincidence. Right. Um, but yeah. I agree, you know, Steph Kyrie, two of my favorite players, but a lot of people, man, I'm so glad you said it, Troy, for some reason, it's like people can't like LeBron and Mike. Why? It's like, why does it have to be one or the other? You know, you know, nobody on I this sportscast has that problem, but we're not going to name them. But you can like LeBron without hating Mike. And you can like Mike without hating LeBron. And I'm so glad that you feel that way, bro. I mean, that that is interesting, though. I've, I I remember one of my friends. He's a young guy. You know, I think I think it's kind of a how, – how old are you guys, first of all? I'm 38. Yeah. All right, 38. 33. How old is he? 29. How you were? 29. Okay, so which one has the issue with the uh, Mike and LeBron? <laughs> I mean, it's an accusation. It's an accusation. <laughs> no, but hey, hey, but hey, but I'm telling you, bro. I knew it was going to be you when you said 29 because it's the younger people that usually have the issue. Like when I was at barber school, I, I've been cutting hair my whole life. So I was at barber school. Um, barber school is kind of like the halfway house, right? A little bit. I, I don't really want to say that. It kind of is, though, right? Because most people that go to barber school, like they either had a lot going on before and I've been trying to get things together and try to figure it out. And um, so we had a lot of debates in there. And uh, this dude named Fat Man, 
he's a character, real, real good dude, man. He owns a little barbershop now, and he's like the biggest debater. And he just had no love for Mike, like no love for Mike. But LeBron was his dude, and he, oh man, he just he wasn't trying to hear nothing. But a lot of those people, I would say, thirty-one and under. I'm forty-one, so I would say thirty-one and under. Those are where the issues are with the we can't like both, from what I've experienced at least. Right. Yeah. No, it's definitely a generate. It's definitely a, it's definitely an age thing. Uh, me, I love LeBron, but Mike is the goat. You will never hear me say anything different than that, right? right. But right. as soon as somebody trashed LeBron, I'm Johnny Cochran all of a sudden. It's going to happen, right? right? right, right, right. They don't need to take all them shots at them, uh, but they, right. they wind up doing it somehow. So in addition, I know you're big Steph Curry fan, big Kyrie fan, uh, big LeBron fan. Do and I like have... a lot of people, too. I like a lot of guys, too. Oh, of course. So, of course. so, let's, so let's narrow it down. What's, what's like the – favorite sport like aside from you as an athlete like what right. you as a fan like what was your favorite sports moment that you that you witnessed or you watched on tv or whatever you know that's interesting man um I, one of my favorite sports moments was oh actually like off the court was i, I was like 11 years old or 10 years old i can't remember and the final four was in minnesota and it was Michigan against who was it? Duke. I think it was Michigan against Duke. But uh, Chris Weber, Jalen Rose, Javon yep, Howard, all them dudes. They was driving like in my neighborhood. Like they, I don't know where they got the car from or what they were doing, <laughs> but they were driving in my neighborhood in, like a black Jeep, um, not like a tracker, something bigger than a tracker. I don't, I don't remember what it was, but um, but so they ran, they rolled up on us, and we started running because like where I grew up. You know, if a strange car roll up on you, you run. Like, yeah, what you course, do? Right. Um, grew up in the hood. Like, go out of here. And they started yelling, like, it's not a drive-by. It's not a drive-by. <laughs> and uh, so we kind of, like, stopped and looked. And we're looking like, yo, that's uh, that's the Fat Five. So we ran back over there. And uh, I don't, like I said, I don't know why they're in my hood, but we went in the house and got some paper, like, postcards, something old, and they signed it up. And, um, and then we ended up watching the game the next day, me and some of the little homies. We were all little homies. We're like eleven, but um, <laughs> ten or eleven. But uh, but but it was just so cool to because we obviously we knew what a fat pie was. So right. it was so cool to like just have them roll through our neighborhood, sign up our little stuff, and then just watch them play. And because you know now with social media, like if you meet a star, it's not a big deal. You probably follow them on the gram. Like back when I was coming up, a star was a star. Yeah. You didn't see him. Like there was no. You know, you could look at, you could go follow LeBron, look at his house. He'll get to see what he's eating. Like, it's a yeah. totally different thing. Back then, right. there was like a, a star was a star. Like, yeah. it, it meant something. It meant more. It right. doesn't mean what it used to mean because everything's all watered down. And, yeah. you know, Troy, there's a perfect different. example, man. If you, if you told me about 15 years ago, 20 years ago, that I was going to meet you one day and, like, be on a video chat with Troy Bell, I'd be like, come on now. No way. Yeah, it wasn't 15 oh, years ago. It wouldn't have been. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> not even a thing. It wasn't, wasn't a thing. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's the difference. I remember I saw Clyde Drexler one time at the um, the All-Star game was in Minnesota. I saw Clyde Drexler. And I was just like, man, like it was it was amazing to me. You know what I mean? I didn't get to talk to him or nothing. I just saw him walking. I was just like, wow, like this mm -hmm. is crazy. I used to use him on Lakers versus Celtics on Sega Genesis. Yeah, uh, he had that little dunk from the elbow. Yeah. Like, I remember it real good. Like it was just different, man. Now it was just you, different. 
you are barber, right? So when you met Clyde Drexler, did he have like the little halo? The little halo? Oh, yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he was he was crazy. He was crazy bald, bro. Yo, I feel like he was, he was all the way bald. Like, okay. Yeah, I feel I feel like he was going bald like fresh out of school almost. Because <laughs> if, exactly. if you look if you look back at his uh, if you look but, back at his early NBA cards, yeah. I'm telling you, bro, he, he looked was old like, back then. He was he was. I mean, he you was know what? His bald, face man. his face didn't look old though. He didn't have an old face though. It was but, the but that hair. Yeah, once cut. you yeah, once you yeah, once you got that peninsula, it's tight. You know <laughs> it's super tight once you got that joint. Yeah, you can only yeah. you can only do so much with that, especially when you're young. Like, man, that's tough. So, yeah, man. so I got so so let's let let's get into let's get into Troy Bell the the pro a little bit because I got to pick your brain on on some of this stuff um, before before we run out of time because I don't know how long it's going to take, but obviously being drafted by my Celtics and like following BC, that's unheard of. Like the Celtics taking a BC player around one, like doesn't happen. Like, right, right. tell me like, were you, you got traded too on draft night to, to, to the Grizz. So it was just this whole, like I was pumped and I can't even imagine right. what it was like for you. Were you stoked to go to Boston? Cause you went to BC or were you hoping to go to like right. Minnesota back home? Like, what was all that about? You know what, bro? I, I wasn't even really, uh, I didn't have any preconceived ideas about where I wanted to go. My Before the draft, my agent told me I was going to New Orleans, and I had a really good – I'd say, like, my best pre-draft workouts were New Orleans, Memphis. Um, I think those are probably my best two. Minnesota. And so he told me New Orleans. New Orleans had the 18th pick. I had told myself way before that I didn't want to go past 20. I don't know why. That's just something I told myself. And so um, – so that that was my mindset. So when he said 18 in New Orleans, I was like, cool. You know what I mean? That'll work. But uh, but it just so happened that Jerry, I had a really good workout in Memphis too. And in Memphis, it was me, Jer- uh, me, Dante Jones, Leandro Barbosa, and Dwayne Wade. And um, before the workout, um, I, I didn't know who Hubie Brown was at the time. I didn't know. Uh, but du- Dwayne Wade did. And Dwayne Wade had actually said, like, I don't want to play for Hubie. That's what he said. I don't want to play for Hubie. Mm-hmm. And um, but I didn't know who he was. You know what I mean? I didn't know who he was. But, but, um, but D Wade basically said like, I'm going half speed today. And I told him, I said, well, you can do whatever you want. Cause you're going to be top 10, no matter what you like, you, it doesn't matter what you do. But I said, me, they got me like from the beginning to the end. So every time I step on the floor, I got to go, you know, like my hair is on fire. So, so we, uh, I don't know. How am I, how am I going blank right now, man? So, uh, so we did the workout and, and D Wade was kind of, he was kind of chilling. He was, he really was chilling. And that's kind of why Dante looked so good. But then I'd seen, but then me and D Wade were in a workout with Orlando like a week later and Orlando had like the 10th pick and they could trade up. Well, I'm, I'm telling you D Wade was like <laughs> looking like a little baby Mike. It was unbelievable, man. It was the only workout I had where I might've took like only one shot. Cause he was so, he was so hot. Wow. You know, as a, as a basketball player, you give it to the guy who's hot, right? Yeah. He was so hot that it just didn't even make sense in my opinion, for anybody else to shoot. So every time I got the ball, I was like, here, man. And he just barbecued everybody. He he literally, like, won the whole workout by himself. Like, I remember Doc, after the workout, Doc Rivers said, hey, don't worry about it, man. We saw you play in uh, Chicago pre-draft. We know what you can do. I was like, I appreciate it because because uh, I didn't do nothing. I mean, I played defense, got a couple rebounds, and just threw the ball to D-Wade because it, it just didn't make any sense to do anything but it's that, like, you know what it's I like mean? the Kobe 81 point game right you're just like yep dude what are we doing yeah what are we doing why is anyone shooting but this guy that's how I felt 
So yeah. that, that's what I did, man. That's what I did. I, I don't know how I got so off track. You were talking about the teams, right? Um, oh, I was just curious about like draft night. You know, like what was that? You know, what was it like getting drafted? Like, were you pumped to go to the Celtics, or was it like? So, so I was pumped. I was pumped to go back to Boston. You know, I was. You know, obviously, um, but but my agent had called me right after the pick and told me I could get traded somewhere else. So I was. So I, I kind of was like, whatever. And I and I, and I didn't go to the draft. It was at my house. We had a yeah. party at my house, so I had yeah, to go I and do interviews and stuff. So I wasn't really – I think I was actually in an interview when they told me I got traded. And when they told me I got traded to Memphis, I, was, I didn't really think much about it, to be honest. I was just like, oh, okay, you know. Because mm-hmm. because your money's the same anyway. Whatever pick you got, you're right. slotted for the money. So I was like, well, you know. And when you were going over there with Dante there. too, right? So, you, I mean, you knew yeah, I didn't Yeah, li- I didn't like him. I didn't like him, though. Oh, okay. I didn't like, I didn't like dude. <laughs> no, I, I ain't never liked dude, man. Ever. <laughs> First day I met dude, I didn't like dude. He – he was hard to like, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. I never liked. I didn't like him in college. I didn't like. I was him gonna say he played team. some big, big games against him in college, and he was that he was that Duke guy, right? So, nah, man, dude. I uh, me and him. As a matter of fact, I I met him in uh, high school, man. I played uh, so at, the, at this tournament <laughs> we were playing in the AU tournament. I was playing, so he played with Jason Williams, the one that's on TV now for ESPN. Right. Yeah. He was the number. He was the number one high school player back when we were coming out. He was cold. So mm-hmm. we played against Jay Will. And uh, I barbecued Jay Will. I probably had like 38. He probably had like nine, something like that. And uh, and after the game, his mom came up to me like, yo, you were really balling. I was like, I appreciate it. And after that game, from Peach Jam and that game, that's where all my scholarships came from because nobody was recruiting Minnesota. Nobody. And so after I after I did what I did at Peach Jam and then fried him, I was pretty much good to go. But Dante played on his team. And I didn't, I didn't really interact with him back then. I, but – you know, you just don't like a dude's attitude, body language. I just would never roll yeah. with Buddy, man. Yeah. I, we're old now. I wish him all the best, but I just never really liked Buddy. You know what I mean? So, so what made what you? What, what what like made you choose BC? Let's go back there. Like, what what was what was BC? I mean, they were still Big East, right? That was still like yeah, legit. Yeah. We we love that. I told you to. I told you when we met early on. If you haven't watched Requiem for Big East, it's the thirty for thirty on the BC. Man, that got me. Had me tearing up for real, but right, yeah. right. Check that thing out. Well, I was. It was going to be between Tennessee and Xavier. Um, when I went to Tennessee, the head coach couldn't be there. Um, he wanted to be there, but he couldn't be there. They wanted me to come to like a, a football game because they got that big stadium and all that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm, I was just like, you know, I don't care how good the football game is. I ain't got nothing to do with why I'm going to the school anyway. You know, so. So, so Tennessee was out once the head coach couldn't make it to the visit. I can't remember who it was back then. And Xavier was really good. They had Skip Prosser. That's a dude that recruited Chris Paul at Wake Forest. Okay. I really liked him. But um, I wanted to play in a bigger conference if possible. And uh, when I went to BC, I just liked I just liked the guys on the team and the coach. Um, it just it just it felt it felt like a place where where I would be happy. Like I, I really had a good time on my visit with the dude, and we didn't even do nothing. Like it wasn't even popping. It just was like the personalities of the, of the players. I was like, if I got to spend all this time here and do all this stuff and see you dudes, like, you know, this is where I want to be. We were laughing, talking all type of stuff. It was, it was just the vibe was right. The vibe felt right. You know what I mean? So Sk- Skinner was a good dude? Yeah, yeah. Skinner was cool, man. He, he was a quiet dude. Um, and, and I like the fact that he played. Um, you know, I just I guess I just kind of assumed that because he played, he wouldn't have us doing all type of weird stuff. Sometimes when you play for a coach that never played the game, they invent a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? You're doing all kind of weird drills and practice, like unnecessary stuff. Everyone's tired and hurt and you're still practicing like your hair's on fire. It's just like, I, I just, I just felt like I could avoid a lot of uh, rookie mistakes 
from a guy that actually played at all the levels. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He was a college star, played the NBA, went overseas. Like he did all you could do. True. Awesome. That. Yeah. That's great. Wow. Now speaking of overseas, that actually happens to be part of your story career as well. Um, now yeah. a, a lot of us, that's where the disconnect begins. Um, where, you know, we don't really have a lot of access to the talent that's over there or the games that are over there. Right. So just a question during your career where you played overseas, who were some of the best players that you came to, you came, you know, coming out of the same draft as LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, you were the 16th pick in that draft. And then you went overseas. Who are some of the best players that you played against over across seas? Man, you know, that's, that's an interesting question, man. Cause I, a lot of, a lot of them dudes, some of them, I'm probably going to miss some people just mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm getting kind of old. It's all good. I mean? and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and some people got some complicated names. You know, um, here's what I say about overseas, man. Overseas was very challenging. It's not like it's nothing like the NBA. Um, so when I first went over there, I went to Real Madrid and that okay. was that's in Spain. Yeah. Um, that's almost like being in the NBA from a money standpoint. So when I got there, David Beckham was there. He was playing soccer. Um, I didn't know anything about soccer when I first got there. I think I was like 20, what, four maybe? Okay. And, and I'm not going to lie, not to be, not to sound, you know, kind of mean, but Americans didn't care about soccer back then. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I respect it now, but back in old, was it 05? I didn't soccer. Like, come on, man. But I knew, but I knew David Beckham. though. I knew him because he was David Beckham. You know what I mean? And he was dating the girl from the what's that? Spice group? Girls. Um, spice Girls. The Spice. The Spice Girls. I remembered all that. And and I ain't gonna lie. At that up to that point, he was the swaggiest white dude I had ever seen. <laughs> he, had, he had he had he had uh you know full tattoo sleeves. Um, I mean he was swaggy, good looking dude, and um. And so I, and, but it's still soccer, right? I didn't care about soccer. And we lived in the same building. And I think he would talk to me every time he saw me. And I think he talked to me because I probably one of the only people to treat him like a normal person. You know, we get in the elevator. Yeah. I treated, I just treated him like he was a dude in the elevator. Like, what up? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. you know, and he, so he always wanted to talk and we didn't talk long. Cause you know, walking to the, to the, uh, to get some food or in the elevator, it wasn't that long of a interaction, but but he did always talk to me and one time i was in the uh the louis vuitton store um and it was so funny because like he walked in right but i didn't know he had walked in and they closed the whole store down i'm talking about they closed the whole store down oh. and in my my silly me me being silly i'm like damn they must know who i am they'd close the store down <laughs> I, was like, I, I was like it was i, I swear you only thought that for about 10 seconds though right because i'm like damn i wonder I don't think they need to do all that. You know, I'm not that big time. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> but but then when I saw it was him, and and the, I'm talking about people were glued to the windows, like outside the store. I mean, people like face on the window, like like this, like. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, that's us, buddy. And that's I think that was my first time really understanding like the soccer was different. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they treat them like real live rock stars, like because even where they practice the fans would be up against the fence the same way, like glued to the fence, just hoping that someone would say anything to him. Like mm-hmm. I, I had never seen that level of, uh, I don't know, stardom, groupie them, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. I just had never seen that level. 
and that's when I was like, wow, like this soccer thing is, uh, this is different. Like, this is a lot different than anything that you're going to get in America minus like Michael Jackson or something like that. You know what I mean? It was, it was, I'm telling you, it was next level how they, how they treat them soccer dudes, man. And they, and they had some crazy, they had like these brand new, these Audis, man. They had like A8 Audis, like something I had, something I hadn't seen in the state. It's like a different kind of Audi they were driving. It was the big one, but they were fire and they all had the same kind. Like it, it was, it was different out there for them soccer dudes, man. That's awesome. You know, because out you know here in the states the big sports damn you know basketball it's all right it's all good basketball football the big sports out here but across seas soccer is the sport me never have been across seas that is very um interesting to hear that you know you go out there you're playing basketball and you like you realize that basketball is like an afterthought out there. Like small potatoes. Basketball out small there is potatoes. almost like what soccer is out here. Would you say that? Right. Yeah. Except for, you know, I'm I'm gonna say this. I, I don't know how it is right this very second, but soccer out there back then was like, I'm trying to think, man. I'd have to say like a Nirvana concert, like in their <laughs> prime. You in know what I'm saying? Prime, like yeah. in, in in the city that loved them the most. I don't know what city that would have been, but. It was like that, like it was like real fanatics. Like it mm. was a whole. It was. I'm telling you, it was a level I never, I never even experienced. I think you hit the like, nail on the head with the, with Michael Jackson, like that. Just the yeah. friends. Yeah, like Michael friends. Jackson. Yeah, like that. Yeah, like mm. I'm not gonna say I saw people crying, but <laughs> but but it, they were close. So I'm, gonna see I'm sure close, if, you know if David mean? Beckham talked to them, they would be crying. Mm. Oh man, dude, man. And there was a couple other dudes on the team that I can't remember right now, but they were studs too. And like I'm telling you, man, just the, just the people at the because there was a gate by their cars, you couldn't get to their cars because there was a gate. But them fans would be on the gate, like <laughs> it was. I'm telling you, man, I just the seriousness in their faces, man. It was I, I didn't, I, I never got that. I never got that. I never seen it. I just it was different, man. That's it was. Wrong. It wasn't just like, hey, let me get an autograph. It was like, yo, like. Like I pray to you every night, you know what I'm saying? Like I pray to you guys every night. It was that level. Wow, man! man. It it was a sight, man. It was a sight for them soccer dudes, man. I I I can't imagine. Can't imagine. Wow. Most people can't even imagine your level of fame. Where even for ten seconds, they'd think that the store was being shut down for them. Like, you know how funny that was? Like, like, yo, wait, they must, they must store. Really I got to get out of here. Out here. <laughs> yeah, like, out here, right? I'm, I'm, far, I'm far away, but yo, okay. hey, man, this is crazy. And I was like, oh, it's not me. Not me at all. Yeah. yeah. It's a little embarrassing. A little, 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 little embarrassing that I even thought it was me. Hey, man. No, not even. Not me, even. It's embarrassing if I thought it was for me. That's that's embarrassing. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, I'm telling you, bro, it's just as embarrassing. It could have been either one of us. We're both we're both embarrassing. There's no oh, way I should have yeah. thought it was me. But I, just, <laughs> but I didn't see no one else in there that could have been. Yeah. I'm like, that was got to be me. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, why, that's why stuff like that never happens to me. Obviously, nobody knows me. But I would have came back and told the story. Forget David right. Beckham. Nobody got to know that right. he was going in there. They shut the right, story right. down for me, man. It's love out here. That was right. the story I told. For real, man. Uh, yeah, no, nah, I'm telling you, bro. It was, and, and he was in there buying up stuff too. Like he, he, he did his thing. Sure. He did his thing. He doesn't have to worry about the money portion of it, but so not at all. So we'll go back. I, I guess we'll we'll come back to the states, right? We'll, we'll we'll talk about some some more of the fan stuff, right? Like we're you're in Minnesota. You're, you're, you know, 
close to the T-Wolves stuff, closer to the, 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 the purple people stuff. So, um, let's just, let's chat a little bit about, about the T-Wolves. I mean, we, you know, that was one of the, the topics that we had that we're interested in just hearing your opinion. Cause there's 32 years of history. There's only nine playoff appearances and, and one total playoff game since 2004, when you came into the league, uh, can, can Cat and AE and D-Lo, is that like a trifecta that can do it? Or? <laughs> she doesn't think so. Well, you know, I like, I, I, I really do like, I really do like Anthony Edwards, though. Okay. I really do like him. He's a I dog. Think, uh, oh, man, he's a stud, man. I really like him, man. He's a, he can really handle it. He's strong. He got a lot of heart. Um. I mean, I think I think he has a real chance to to really do some things. I just, um, you know, it's hard, man. Like, cause I remember when I got paid, right? So I got paid. I was twenty two, and you know, sometimes the money. Not everybody can be like Kobe, right? Not everybody can get the money and just work at it like they're poor. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're poor, it's so easy to work. You know what I mean? You're like, wow, I'm poor. Let me get this. Let me get this stuff together. Like, you got a lot, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things you want, a lot mm-hmm. of things you want to experience, accomplish. I just hope that you know, being that young, because what? So now they got it. They get a two-year deal. Is it the player option on the third year, or is it the team option? I can't remember. It's the team option. It's the team option. Okay. So next summer, then they'll sign him to the max. He'll have one more year with the team option money, but then he'll get the max, right? So he'll mess around and have like a hundred and I don't know what, 70, $80 million. Like not everybody is able to attack the off season with the same vigor as they did, you know, before it, it takes a really special guy to, uh, you know, to just really hit the gym. Like you don't got nothing when you know that no matter what happens, this 180 for five or whatever is going to hit your account no matter what you do. So I think that if he can, you know, take that, I'm not going to say just like Kobe, but if he can just take some type of Kobe approach to the money with his talent, his skill level, his size, his strength, I think the sky's the limit for him. So that's really what I hope. D'Lo already got paid. Cat got paid. I think they're good pieces, but I think in order for them to really take that step, I think Anthony Edwards got to really get on some Kobe stuff and just really hit that gym. Mm -hmm. Listen, man, I agree with you. Anthony Edwards is super talented i mean the stuff he does sometimes is effortlessly and that's a very unique perspective um if he can tap in i think that was one of the conversations around him on the negative side on his scouting report that obviously fans could just google search um right right that how long can he stay focused how important is basketball to him but when you watch him play and you see how he take off on certain people if, if he can get that Mamba mentality, like you just said, yeah. Um, yeah. key differentiator. Once you get paid, can you still work as if you haven't been paid? That I think that may be what separates the great from the good or the people who, you know. So because he's so young, like, do you think do you think that 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 cat is the answer for him? Because cats, you're going to have to give cat the max. Right now, we're just talking about what the finances are around that. Do you put do you try and pair Ant with somebody else? I mean, they've had some time to work a little bit together, and it's just not looking spectacular. You know, I do like Cat. He's, you know, he's a guaranteed, you know, 21, 22, and 10 guaranteed. Um, 
and I do like D'Lo, but I, th- I I just think Anthony's the the answer, man. Yeah. That's what I think. I think it's I think it's all going to depend on what he wants from his career. I think I think we've seen the best that D'Lo and Cat are going to give us, really. And, and don't get me wrong, and they're they're doing good stuff. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to belittle it, but yeah. I I think they need I think they need like I just think they need Anthony Edwards to just really break out. But also too, I know he's into a lot of stuff. He's really into fashion. I know he's got like a, a brother or cousin that raps. I know I know that to him, life isn't just a singular thing. And and there's nothing wrong with that on having a broader perspective, you know, about stuff. You, you know, not everybody, like I said, can just be Kobe and focus on one thing. I'm not saying he needs to. I'm just saying that I think he has to, I think he does have to dedicate at least like five years to going crazy hard in these off seasons to really like get his game all the way together in order for, for him to just kind of reach his potential. Because really, he can get the max average in 22-23. You know what I mean? In Minnesota. Minnesota's a small market. Minnesota doesn't expect a whole lot from anybody. It just is what it is. Like, if they can make the playoffs a couple times with, with our track record, nobody's going to care around here. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. we're not a we're not a winner's town. This is not a winner's town. You know what I mean? Like, if they win, it's, it's a bonus. But most people in Minnesota, we don't really expect a whole lot from our team. Most people don't. Just being honest. It's sad to say, but that's what it is, man. I have a question. Now, on the topic of Minnesota, um, this is the time where a lot of trade rumors are swirling around. And there's one particular player who gets linked to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And that player happens to be Ben Simmons. Uh, Would you take him or would you leave him? Ben Simmons. But who are we trading away? Well, you know, the rumors are it might be D'Lo involved in it. And they'll they'll try to keep – Cat and AE, obviously, those two pieces they're going to keep, but uh, D and some other pieces and some picks that's the rumor, right? What would you say? Do you think that would be beneficial for the Timberwolves? Would it help them compete more, or what are your thoughts? You know what? I don't know about Simmons right now, bro. Like, <laughs> at least D could shoot, right? Oh. You know what I mean? And and I think D'Lo could get the same amount of assists as Ben Simmons if he really wanted to. It's just that he's a little more offensive. I don't really know what Ben Simmons' mindset is right now, man. Like, I just – I think he has a world of talent. I don't understand why he's not more aggressive offensively. I just don't get it. Because isn't he, like, legit 6'10"? Legit 6'10". Yeah. Like, yeah. even if you don't want to shoot threes, bro, you can just go to the hoop and post people up. Like – I don't I just I just don't understand what's really going on with Buddy to be honest, man. I I don't think they should get now if you're talking about trading away Beverly and dudes like that for Ben Simmons, yeah, bring it on. Like, let's go. But <laughs> but or you know, but but I, I I'm not getting rid of D at this point for Simmons. Right. He ain't played all year. Mm-hmm. I just don't know where his mind's at. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. It's, it's, I'm with it's, you. Yeah. It's a legitimate. I, I think all of us feel that way about like you know if Simmons was going to be offered up to any of the teams that we follow, and we'd have to get you know if it was like Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons, you know for 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 Woody, he's the uh, he's a Knicks guy, you know you don't want to be giving up like like Julius Randle for Ben Simmons or you know well and, and I, Gaddy, I do, I do think that like a bigger market is probably what he's looking for though. Like I don't think. Like, I feel like in Minnesota, like, he would probably be still pulling the same ridiculousness that he's pulling right now. Like, he would still be like, oh, you know, like, I'm trying to be in L.A. Like, you know, I'm trying to be Hollywood, like, all that. Like, I don't know if he would still be – I don't know if if, he, if you would even get him to play. Like, would, would 
Which and also playing. too, man, I think if I think wherever they send them, he got to have some shooters, man. Because if you're not about to be shooting the ball, like you need some people that are really trying to get money. Because we don't know what you're trying to do. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I know. actually, I actually think for Ben Simmons, um, I think obviously he mentioned that he would like to go to Los Angeles for whatever reason. It may not even be basketball related, but um, I think Minnesota. I think a small market team like Minnesota would probably help him heal because Philly is vicious. You, you know, once once you're not in the on the fan favorite side of things, you will get booed, you will get ripped into shreds. I don't think he can handle that. Um, he's rumored with the New York Knicks too. Woody, there's trade rumors um, that just got put uh-huh. out there today that the Knicks are interested in trying to make a deal for him. I don't think he can handle New York. It'd be the same as Philly. So um, to, be, to, be, to be honest, man, he he got he got all the talent. And you know what's crazy? He's not even that terrible of a shooter. He just got a whole bunch of mental stuff going on. Yeah, but the right. mental stuff, the mental stuff is the hardest thing to like overcome. And man, like I I just don't know what the answer for that is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't think I don't I don't even think it's about a team or a market. I just think that he got some stuff going on mentally that's really hindering his career, and it's really sad because dude, dude is a stud. Like he really is. Like, but yeah, if your mind's gone, what do you do about that? Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's real. That's and good. and you know, my hot take was, you know, if you got Cat and he's not a piece that's going to fit with uh, with Ant and and. and uh, and potentially D'Lo, you could get yourself, you know, a haul. It There's, wasn't. It wasn't. My bad. I lost y'all for a second. Oh, it wasn't until that series. It wasn't until that series where uh, where things got really bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Can can you shoot over twenty yards? I don't know. It, listen, it's <laughs> yeah. Bad. What is that? Yeah, it's, that's crazy, man. He wasn't giving himself like any chance to to even shoot. Like he just wasn't putting up the shots. I mean, the, even even going close that close to that, we'll all remember the drive that he took to the basket and he had a layup and he, and he pushed it off. Like what? He had a he had a dunk. He had a six dunk. You are six foot ten. Yeah. What is he doing, bro? That's what I'm saying. Like I don't understand. Like what he's it doesn't it doesn't make no sense, man. Right. I, I feel bad for him a little bit, but. I don't know, man. My yeah. dad, my, my dad had my dad had this little funny quote back in the day when I was a kid. It was some baseball player that was involved in a scandal, and my dad, my dad drove bus for I think like thirty five years, something like that. And my dad just looked at me and was like, "I don't feel bad for too many millionaires," and I just, I just laughed like, "I guess that makes sense, you know? You make about what seventeen, eighteen an hour. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's doing okay. I don't feel. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, what, what, what he signed for? One seventy, one fifty. Yeah, one seventy or something in that ballpark. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and money ain't everything. Money ain't everything. But bro, all you had to do is dunk the ball or lay it up, and we're not even having these discussions. Like, come on, man. This goes right back to what you were just saying, though. Like, he got the bag, and then now it's not like you know he's grinding anymore to try and make that first contract happen. Like, he does. He's not going to keep his mouth shut and just do his work. He's going to like he can say what he wants now because he's he's good. He didn't have to. He didn't have to develop a jumper to get that contract. So why expect him to do it now? That is the. That is the narrative um, around Ben Simmons. So, I mean, basically with what the Minnesota Timberwolves have right now, right, and maybe they'll be active around the trade deadline. Who knows what they'll do. But do you think this year they could possibly sneak into the playoffs based on what you've seen? If I had to put my money on it, um, I'd probably have to go with no. 
You know what I mean? If I had to put my money on it, I'm going yeah. with no. Okay. If you had to put your money on it, you're going with no. It's going to be a close year. You know, um, they got the play in to the playoffs now. So maybe yeah. it'll, maybe it'll be in that conversation. But, um, you know, the Minnesota Timberwolves are definitely um, an interesting team to talk about. Now, uh, you're in Minnesota. Um, what's it like? What's the Vikings atmosphere like um, for Minnesota out there? You know what, bro? Like, I don't even know, man. I, I've been trying to catch the scores, but I hadn't seen a game. You know, all this internet TV really threw off my whole life, right? We used to have cable, and I could just go through the cable and watch the games, right? Yep. But now, with all these apps, I don't got the games the way I used to. Uh, I, I got to. I just. I'm. I'm reduced to just checking scores, and I'm watching like kids show. I'm, oh, telling you, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm out the loop, bro. But That's what cool. I have been following the stats. I know Cousins is having a really good year. I feel mm-hmm. bad for him because his stats are, are amazing, but their their wins their wins are just you know they're just down, man. It's just they had a slow start. It's not looking much better. I, they got that great stadium. I mean that's that's a plus, but um, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put my money on them either. If I had to bet, on, are they going to the playoffs either? I'm not. Uh, I would, and I gamble too, like on the stock market. Like I like, <laughs> tell you, like I, I make I make moves, but. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't put no money on them. I wouldn't put no money on the Wolves or the Vikings. It feels It's hard to say. I haven't done like like Gaddy. I haven't. I mean, this is my first year back in fantasy. It was hard for me to pay attention. If it wasn't for the show, I might not be in tune with the sports world. You know, when you got right. you got kids and, and all those shows going on. Shout out to Blippy and Coco Melon and and Sesame Street. Right. And all that. You know. Right. I mean, all that. <laughs> that's that's all in the background of my life now. You'll get it one day, Gaddy. Yeah. It'll be there for you. Don't oh, worry. Of course, <laughs> of course. I watch that stuff anyway. So. Do you? Know, <laughs> really? But um. But keeping in tune. Right. Right? In case we got <laughs> but but I do want to ask you this. Minnesota Vikings team aside, being in Minnesota, right? Um, you know, I'm from Philadelphia. I can tell you right. that the Eagles are the only thing that matters out there. Wherever you go, they're E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles. And I'm a Cowboys right. fan. So when I walk in there with my Cowboys head, I get booed. Like, you know, the Eagles oh, yeah. are like very prominent in the city. What what's you guys, the, you guys are you guys are stinking it up too though, bro? Who the Cowboys? <laughs> no, the Eagles. Oh, don't, don't call the Eagles. You guys say them. That's them. <laughs> That's them. I'm from Philly, but the Eagles is them. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> all, right, all right, no, but yeah, no, they, they definitely stink right now, and I say that with a big smile on my face because I I love every <laughs> single minute of their stinkage. Um, but but what I'm saying is, even if they stink. If you go to Philly, you will like the representation of the Eagles is out there. Right. So I'm it's curious, what's, right. it, what's it like in Minnesota? I've never been to Minnesota. Um, you know, how do they rep the Vikings out there? Bro, you know, so in a couple hours, I'm going to be at my kids' second grade basketball practice. Ain't nobody going to talk about the Vikings when uh, I go to the store. I mean, it's. It, wow. I, don't, I mean, I'm sure that people like care. But no one that I know like that. really cares. You okay. know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, nobody's gonna say anything about there you what's go. going on with them. At least, at least not in my circle. Do they rep the T Wolves heavy? Do they rep the T Wolves heavy? Probably not, Man, bro. I don't know if I'm getting old, but like, <laughs> no. maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it's like the know. older age group. Like, no one talks about these things. I promise you, bro. Yeah. Everyone is just like living their life. Like I don't know oh, if I'm just I, mean, I don't know what's going yeah. on, but they're not talking about it. No one's hitting me up. I'm talking about 
at any time from anywhere talking <laughs> about what the Wolves did or the Vikings or the Twins or the Minnesota Wild or the soccer team. No <laughs> one's hitting me up for wow. any reason about Minnesota sport. I promise you. The only thing people hit me up about is the University of Minnesota because my homeboy coaches. So it'll be like, you know, you saw Ben got a win or something like that. But other than that, no one is talking about none of this sports stuff. That says a lot. That actually says well, Minnesota a, sports stuff. Minnesota what? sports stuff. No one's talking about Minnesota sports. Yeah, right. people are yeah. always sending me clips like so and so got dunked on or oh yeah, of course. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like that, but not Minnesota though. No, that says a lot. Except because... for that, except for that Andrews joint where he brought it back on Buddy a couple of days ago. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. and it was so trash that they called it a, a charge. Yeah, what are they doing? What Come on, man! Crazy. And and he Get goes, Gigi, grab it, baby. And he was and he was at BC living 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 out on the East Coast where nothing you hear you can't get away from it. You literally yeah. can't get away from yeah. the Red Sox, Pat, Boston, South. New York, Philadelphia. Literally, you the can't three get away sports from cities. the sports talks. Right. That's why I was so curious to know what it was like in Minnesota because I. I actually uh, go to Arizona often, and every time I go there, nobody's talking about the Cardinals. People just start talking about the Suns because they were having a great season last year. But um, yeah. nobody the ever. Suns, the Suns are Cardinals. kicking butt right now, too. Yeah, that's yeah. my squad. That's my squad. Um, growing up in Philadelphia, just so you know, Troy, I was a big Charles Barkley guy. Um, when I was young, I went to the playoff game. My dad took me where it was. It was Chicago versus Philly. And Chicago won the series, but I remember um, Charles Barkley, like I, I was like a kid hanging out on the side and Barkley gave me a high five. So he was my favorite player. I was like, man, Charles Barkley gave me a high five. And then they traded this man to the Phoenix Suns. I was devastated. I was a kid. Yeah, so they traded me too. So I've been a Phoenix Suns fan ever since. Like they that's, traded you too. <laughs> that's how it worked. They traded me too. I was devastated. Um, hey, but so that, wasn't, that wasn't a bad trade because he, he actually had a shot at a championship back then. Yeah, I mean, it worked out. It worked out for him. Um, yeah, you know, they did. Falling. Unfortunately, Mike has something to say about that. But let's. Yeah, Mike had a lot to say about a lot of people getting championships. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly right. But huh? okay, give me give a couple minutes, baby. Give me a couple minutes. Come as you go outside. as you are about to, you know, spend some some family time with your daughter is beautiful. Um, we want to just close with just some two cents for you, because uh, like I said, we thank you for coming to the show. Um, we thank you for your, your your passion as a sports fan and even sharing a little bit about your career, but you definitely represent a dream coming true. You know, you were you forever, for the rest of your life, you were in the same draft as LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, right? You were the 16th overall pick. You got drafted before Dante Jones. You don't even like him. So you can always say, I got drafted before you. If you bump into him in the street, they pick me before you. Just remember that. Bro, That's bro, I feel, I, get a popsicle, baby. I'll open it. Just get the popsicle. I got you. Just get the popsicle. <laughs> you know where it's at. I'll open it if you just get it. That's what I'm saying. You that know, sounds like a plan. You. That's an X's and O's. You know, you know, you know, you know what's crazy, bro? Like, you know, speaking of that, like, you know, I'm, I feel I even feel bad like digging back into the petty box to even say those things. But like, <laughs> I don't know. But like, you know, it's just you know how like certain people in your in your journey, like they make it a point to like I don't know, to just like yeah. get under your skin. I mm -hmm. feel like he I feel like he made it a point. And so it's like 
when I when when certain things come up, I can't help but mention it. Yeah. Because it's just like, cause you really, really made sure I couldn't like you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like you, <laughs> you made it impossible to like you. you it's not me. me. It's you. It's oh, it's, it's, it's definitely you. Like, <laughs> trust me, it's you we, for sure. We all have it, those people in our lives for sure. I'm talking about day one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just give you the first example, right? So we're at, we're in Colorado. Uh, working out for the USA team or trying out for the USA team for college and we're all in the hallway there was no TVs there was nothing to do so all the players are in the hallway I'm talking about nothing to do right nowhere to go just imagine being like a big dorm room nothing to do all the best some of the best college dudes I'm talking to somebody minding my own business out of nowhere this dude starts talking about like Jason Williams like like Yo, when you play Duke, man, Jason Williams like had a better game than you, or whatever he said. Ugh. So I, I, but here's the thing though, he didn't play in the game because he had just transferred from Rutgers, right? Mm-hmm. He was in the Big East with me, played his freshman year, transferred from Rutgers. So when you transferred, I got Big East Player of the Year, all I got everything, and you left to go try to join the super team, which you did, Dunleavy, Battier. You went to go join them. Mm-hmm. You're talking about me. You weren't even playing the whole year. I wasn't even talking to you. You know what I'm saying? Like he, and that's that's like the first time I really talked to him, bro. He just for about an hour, he was just like bothering me. And then so then we end up he ends up making team. We're on the same team. He's talking stuff all summer. I tried to fight dude like two times. He didn't want to fight. He just wanted to talk. You know, after a while, like I'm all about talking, but I, I can only do so much talking. Then we got to fight, right? So I tried to fight you twice. You didn't want to fight, but you still want to talk. Like he made it impossible, bro. I'm telling you. So that I feel bad even bringing him up after all these years, but like he just made such an impact on like on like just being a weirdo. And it's like when I have to go back on like old stuff. Sometimes he does come up. You know what I mean? I oh, wish man. I had something good to say about him, but I don't. Well, hey, if he ever sat down in your barber chair, give him the Clyde Drexler, man. See if you can get see if, see if you can get in that in that uh that pre-fight that that pre-Jake Paul bout, you know, you and you and Dante Jones just spar it out, right? It's, I mean I'll I'll suck his ass up. <laughs> suck his ass up. So, but, so Troy. You know, I, I haven't yet started watching uh, Sesame Street or anything because my son is uh, he's eight months old. But, you know, yeah. I'm here. I'm in uh, North Carolina. I live like a mile away from uh, UNC right now. Uh, and I don't right. know. You know, his name is Michael. Maybe maybe I don't know. I don't know. But like, you know, as someone who, you know, was drafted. Right. Um, and, you know, obviously had such a, you know, uh, story career, like what advice would you would you give to my son? I mean, probably not right now because he only eight months. He don't even understand right, right. Name yet. But like, uh, you know, in the future, like what what would so we can play this video in the future for future him. athletes? Future athletes, you know what, man? I don't know what I'll say to future athletes because I feel like all the games are changing, and I feel like with YouTube, there's so much more information out there. Like when we were coming up. Uh, like Will, you're 38, so you're you're about my age. Like when we were coming up, you know, no YouTube, no anything. There was no trainers. Like it was a toy different ball game. Like you had to really get out there and figure it out unless you had somebody. Now I feel like with so much information available for free, I feel like you can do the drills and you can do the work. And and you know, and even social media access to people. I just think there's way more distractions too. I think it's harder now 
to be a great athlete than it ever was because there's just so much other cool stuff you could be doing. I got all these video games. I mean, there's just, if, if you're in the women or men, whatever your situation, I'm talking about men and women, like you got to talk to all these women, all these men, all these dating apps. I think this is like the most challenging time to keep your head down and like try to be an athlete. I, I think this is a very challenging time. There's the distractions are like, there's, I mean, there's just so many distractions. The advice I would give would probably be, I think at this point, man, I could really, I, I probably just give advice to you as a dad, being that that's my role right now. I would say, you know, don't, don't drop that on the floor, baby. Just eat that popsicle. You done? <laughs> All right, we'll That's give it first to me. advice. Don't drop the popsicles on the floor. Yeah, do not drop the popsicle on the floor. You know, I would say this, man. Push your kids, but not to the point where there's friction at the house. Like, because my dad, um, my dad was like, he was serious about the sports. I was serious too, so that was good. But sometimes we would get into it, like at the gym or whatever, and we would come home and not talk for days. You know what I mean? Like, and I, my house was small, house I grew up in. So like you're in a really tiny house that you're walking by people in the kitchen like you don't even see them like it's interesting you know what I mean like yeah. like you know we probably had to hit shoulders we're walking past the fridge that's how small it was <laughs> but but we but we were so irritated and we were both super petty so like we still wouldn't talk like you know for probably a couple of days sometimes you know what I mean mm -hmm. but we still had the same goals yeah but the irritation level would be so high that you know it would just be like. You know, like, what have you, what have you too? You know what I mean? Like, that, that was the energy a lot of times, you know? So I would just say, man, you know, push your kids, be there for your kids, help fuel their dreams however you can, but don't let it get so hostile that it takes away from the vibe at the house. Like, me and my me and my son now, like, like I help him do his drills and I make him do certain things, but, like, I tell him, once we get home, it's over with. Or once we leave the gym, it's over with. Like, I'm not mad at you no more. Whatever we had going on, once it's over, it's over. Like there has to, to me, there has to be a divide between the sports father and 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 the and dad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and so like I, that that's my biggest thing now. Like, like my my dad used to hit the bars a lot uh, back before he quit drinking, and I was a very observant kid. Like, so when he stopped going to the bars and stopped doing stuff that he thought was fun, so that he could like save his money for my mom to do what she wanted to do and they could pay for sports. Like I took I took uh I took notice of that. So when they, when he stopped drinking all his little scotch and waters and kicking in with his homies at the spruce, this place called the spruce, a little bar. Like I, at that point, I actually was like, okay, if he's not going to do those things, I got to take this sports thing a lot more serious. I told my son the same thing. If I'm going to, if I'm going to be putting money into your sports, you're going to have to work your butt off because this is money I could be doing other things with. You know what I mean? So you have to understand that the sports money that I'm spending on you and these tournaments and these shoes and all this, it's money I could be investing. And I know I'm going to make money when I invest. So if I'm investing into you the way I'm investing into my family's future, you're going to have to work that hard at whatever you're doing. You know what I mean? So I, I would say, you know, as an athlete, you know, you, you can put the work in. It is what it is. I'm done with all that. You know what I mean? My days are done. My knees are shot. It's over with for me. But but not but but we're all we're all gonna be parents. Either our parents are gonna be parents or whatever of people that we're gonna put in sports. I would say that's the biggest thing for for where we are. You know, have a divide between the sports dad and the uh I know I see the I see the candy cane, baby, but you gave me the popsicle and I don't even want to eat this. So let me open this. Okay, we'll we'll throw this in the trash then and I'll open that thing for you. Throw it in the trash, please. Please. 
Hey, that listen, that is golden, two golden cents right there. Young yeah, athletes out there. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, we're, no, we're, no, we're, we're here. We're here. Oh, yeah. We might have. Oh, yeah. We, we were hearing you. If you're yeah. hearing us, we were hearing you. Oh. Now you were no longer here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we do just want to say you heard it from Troy Bell yourself. Young athletes out there, limit distractions. It is so easy to get disconnected. And as, oh, let's, oh, let's bring, back. Troy, bring Troy yeah, back. Yeah, I, I, I got a bunch of calls. I don't know what happened. No, but, it's all good. Know. I just wanted to say those were two golden cents for the young athletes. Limit distractions. It's easy to get disconnected from what you're trying to connect to based on so much availability that exists right now. And um, you heard Troy say earlier in the show that, what separates a great athlete from an athlete who's just good or may not even make it is even when you get paid, can you still work like you're hungry? That hunger is it. And then to the parents out there, I think that's the most golden two cents that you shared. There has to be a disconnect, you know, work hard, you know, push them to the limit, but always have that difference between being a sports parent and just a regular parent. Uh, and know, the problem, then the problem too is, bro. A lot of parents will never be able to do that because they're so busy trying to live through their kids. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like one thing. That's one thing I'm never gonna do. Like, like As I told, like I told, like I told, like I told my kid, like I already did it. You know what I mean? It's over with for me. I can't do nothing else. It's up to you. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to be, I can just help you with that. That's all I got for you. Well, Troy, hey, we gotta. I don't want to. I don't want to keep you. You got candy canes. You got all sorts of sugar flying around right now. <laughs> it's it's honestly been a been a privilege and a pleasure talking to you, man. Like for real, uh, you know, coming on the show was was awesome. I mean, you're the first pro athlete we got on here. You're the first pro athlete that I've actually been able to have a real conversation with, and it was cool because you know, I think it feels like me and Troy became friends. And I don't see him as this basketball player anymore. We're just kind of, you know, shoot the shit every once in a while, so to speak, and, and, and ping each other back and forth, like, you know, grown up dudes about our families and whatnot. So, um, yeah, no, it's all good, fellas. I appreciate y'all having me on, man. It was, it was fun. Oh man. Thanks. No, we definitely appreciate it. Um, so listen, ladies and gentlemen, that does it for another episode of the side to side sports cast. We thank our man, Troy Bell. Troy, you want to, you know, plug your Instagram or Twitter handle for followers. Nope. Troy <laughs> <laughs> is as real as it gets. TB, listen, we thank you, buddy. Everybody, we out. All right, Troy. <laughs> Thanks, Troy.